Hey there, and welcome to Tess on Menopause, our weekly podcast from Better Menopause Club. I'm Tess Hansel, and uh, welcome you to our show this week, where we're going to be talking about hydration and how important that is. I know I've touched on it on a few of the other um, podcasts we've done, um, but today I want to go into it a little more deeply. And um, of course, you can follow me on the podcast here, or you can also um, follow me on Instagram, on Tess on Menopause, Tess Hansel, and um, come along and join the Better Menopause Club. So bettermenopauseclub.com. It's a free subscription, and um, it's there for every woman who would like to have a bit of assistance, a bit of um, knowledge and information as um, as you go through your menopause journey, menopause chapter, I call it actually, because really, this whole menopause lark is just a chapter in our lives. It's not the be all and end all, and the more we talk it up, the more we talk up symptoms and and how awful we feel, the worse it gets. You know, our words have power; they really and truly do. So. Um, we need to bear that in mind. Um, I think that, you know, we can we can surround ourselves with the wrong people, and I don't say that to be nasty, but we can. We can surround ourselves with people that aren't cheering us on from the sidelines. They're not, um, you know, keeping an eye on us as a support team or support group is meant to. So um, you might find that you've got people in your life now that just don't fit. And I don't say that to be nasty, it's just a reality. As we're moving through menopause, we develop a bit of a radar, actually. And so you look around at your friends list and you'll soon see the ones that aren't helping you, the ones that aren't going to come up and say, hey, you want a drink of water? Or, you know, always insisting on going out and having coffee and cakes and things like that. And really, that's the worst thing you can do during menopause is because, first of all, you don't know what's in the ingredients. It's been prepared. <coughs> excuse me. It's been prepared um, without your knowledge. Uh, it could be additives and colourings and flavourings in the cakes or biscuits, um, or even the meal. Um, there could also be uh, just tap water at the um, restaurant. So you d- you just don't know, you know. And I think that menopause is a time when you have to reassess your friendships. You take a look at those people at work who um, you thought were helping you, but as time's progressing, you're realising that maybe they're not helping you at all and maybe even, and as horrible as it is to say it, they might even be waiting on the sidelines to try and trip you up so they can get your job. So menopause is a time for reassessing, I think, and I wish I had done that. I really and truly do. I've mentioned before about the great cost of becoming, um, when I became ill, the great cost for me and for my family. And I want to help you avoid that and help, um, you know, help you manage your menopause uh, because that's where it's all starts and finishes with you. It starts with you deciding, I'm not going to tolerate that behaviour, nor am I going to put up with that person who's pretended to be friends with me at work, but really someone has told me what they're really up to behind the scenes. And you know what? That can be so hurtful. 
that can that can really have a physical pain to it when someone betrays you at work, someone that you've helped in the past and you've been there for them, and at a time in your life when you need someone to support you, they turn around and drop the ball. For whatever reason, some people just can't cope with getting in and helping others. They just can't do it. Maybe they've never seen it. They haven't been raised with it. Um, and other people really, true colours shine through. And you realise, as as sad as it is to realise it, better off to realise then than later, that they had a different agenda when they started out. And whereas you thought you had a a work-colleague relationship that was supporting each other, standing up for each other, you soon find out um, that that's not the case. And you know what? It's not the case for a lot of us women at this age going through menopause. A lot of people that we thought were going to support us, not not so much, you know, you, um, as you're moving into perimenopause and you think, well, I'm going to be friends with you because you're going to support me as I get into the thick of menopause, which can be really, really tough some days, as I'm sure you're aware of, of how tough it can be. But, you know, there, there's some some um, empowerment and strength that we gain through weeding through that friends list. Excuse me a moment, I'm just going to have a drink of water. We're talking about hydration today. <clears throat> I find if I haven't talked much during the day, I tend to get a croaky, croaky voice. So, I guess it means I need to drink more water. Um, yeah, so so um, weeding out friends um, and identifying those people who are going to help you, those people who will come up to you at work and say, um, you know, do you want a drink of water? I'm just going to go and get one for me. Would you like one? Or um, your water bottle remind you to sit it in front of you and drink water. Now, you might be wondering. Well, Tess, if I drink water, I'm going to be running to the loo all the time. The thing is, though, when we become dehydrated, water is the real hydration fluid we need. So, you know, you can sit and drink coffee and tea and think, that's all right, it's got a content of of water in it. Yes, it has, but it's not going to give you the same benefits as what a straight glass of water will do. So today I wanted to have a look at um, how do we hydrate and also what types of um, habits can we create or, or what sort of things can we do to encourage ourselves to drink more water. And not just more water, but enough water. You know, And your body will tell you if it's had enough water. I mean, if, if you get to the point you're at work and you're really, really thirsty and you're making yourself a cup of tea, well, your body actually sees tea and coffee and other drinks as food. So it processes it in a different way. When you just drink water, that um, enables it to go straight into your system very, very quickly and do what it needs to do. And you see, one of the things with being dehydrated, let's have a look here. I've got a, um, I've got my little Chromebook here. Gosh, this is a handy little machine. I don't know if you've ever used one before, but it's just so straightforward. Um, dehydration in menopause. Let's have a look at this. Because I've got all this information on my main computer's desktop but I'm not in front of the main computer at the moment I'm in a smaller room so that it doesn't echo and you can hear me reasonably clearly if I um, record it out in the office then we're going to have um, the air conditioner and all sorts of noises interfering so we'll have a look here because one of the questions 
I get asked is, it's all very well drinking water, but can menopause make you dehydrated? And it actually, it actually can. I mean, I'm, I'm no medical expert or medical professional, and I'm not a fitness expert. I'm just someone who loves to research information, and my background is project management and project research. So um, I think that when it comes to can menopause make us dehydrated, we have to look at the symptoms of menopause, the typical symptoms of menopause. Of course, we've got the hot flushes and the night sweats. And yes, they really can cause dehydration during menopause. So symptoms can be a cause of um, poor hydration. But the thing is, it's up to us to fix that. So for us to fix it, then we need a plan. We need a drinking plan. Woohoo! Water. Don't get too excited. <laughs> a, a drinking plan of H2O. Of course, you could add something to that at the end of the day, if that's what you fancy. And... Um, I, I actually do promote the use of tequila, believe it or not. Um, I don't drink a lot of alcohol as a rule. I have been having the odd beer this summer and because it's been so amazingly hot here in Queensland, we're in regional Queensland and we're inland from the coast. So when temperatures in Brisbane um, are sitting on 40, they're probably 44 out where we are, so very, very hot. And depending on what work I've been doing around the place, I think a nice icy cold beer doesn't do you any harm whatsoever. It's different, of course, if you have a problem with um, addiction and alcohol's part of that scenario, then I don't um, suggest that you touch alcohol at all on that basis. Um, but I don't have, have that issue, uh, praise God. I um, am able to you know, have one beer and leave it alone, but I do have... Um, or, or know of people who really can't stop once they start. So that's that's an issue. And like anything, when we're talking about managing menopause, then that's an area that you would want to address carefully. So I, I would suggest if there's any alcoholism um, and you, you are on any, or going to any programs, then definitely don't, don't even contemplate doing that. And my favourite drink in all the world is water, filtered water. Now, if some of you have been following um, the Better Menopause Club um, Facebook group, then you'll know that we've been having a right royal time of uh, drought and bushfires and all sorts of um, crazy weather. And for a couple of years, we've been having to buy the town water, which I really, really don't like doing. Uh, we use that for washing and um, showers and toilet and that sort of thing. But for drinking water, I've been buying it from the supermarket, which is a, the best filtered water that we can get is what we've been living on up until we had some rain. So very grateful to God that we've had some rain and our tanks are now full. Um, and it makes a world of difference because we were paying up to $120 a month for um, filtered bottled water. Actually, it's not bottled water. It's great big containers of water um, that we get. Uh, but we were paying approximately 120 some months were more. Um, and now that we've got our tanks full again, we can go back to not only enjoying that beautiful tank water filtered, I still have a filter on it, um, but we can also uh, save that money. So very, very grateful for that. And still praying for a lot of farmers and farming communities in Australia that are still without water and in the thick of drought. So... Um, 
I keep them in my prayers every single day. In fact, today I've been fasting again. So it's been a couple of weeks of fasting now. Um, I don't fast for the whole day. I have dinner at night. Uh, and I'm very careful. I have a piece of fruit in the morning. Um, so I don't I go without anything because with migraine conditions, as if you um, experience those at all, you'll be aware that uh, lack of food can, can be... Um, a problem area so I'm careful I do manage my menopause and manage my health and I can't recommend that highly enough for you and when it comes to fasting um, that's a personal preference I fast and I pray and I listen to scripture as I'm working here at home um, and drawing the cartoons I love to do that uh, and I find that um, that I drink probably twice as much water when I'm fasting and I don't, you know, have great big drinks because I don't want to overload my system, but just sipping water and then if I get thirsty, then I'll drink more. But the hydration side, if you are fasting and if you do like to fast, then um, I have to say fasting is amazing. I mean, Jesus said in the word that um, when his disciples came back to him and said we couldn't cast out these demons and devils, and he said this sort only comes out through fasting and prayer. I'm paraphrasing, but that's the gist of it. So fasting and prayer, um, I find that as I'm fasting for water for the drought-stricken areas, that uh, different areas are receiving rain and they're getting these storms right over the top of towns, which has been absolutely phenomenal. I praise God for that. And um, we've got a, a page called Believing for Rain. So if you want to come along and, and like that, then um, you'll get any notifications that we have and you can join in prayer with us too if if that's um, something you feel led to do because prayer moves mountains. Oh, I am so, so, so convinced of that. Prayer moves mountains, no doubt, anywhere, in any part of my being um, can I doubt that. It really and truly does. Um, so as I mentioned, I'm, I'm fasting today and I've upped the water intake so the hydration is really important when we're fasting. Um, and to put it in perspective, I think it's a matter of sitting down with um, a pen and paper and working out how much you're drinking a day. So I've got a diary. If you come along and join Better Menopause Club, um, then we can join you up in the Facebook group and you can download my free diary. And it's a hydration diary. So it's I created it to help actually a couple of friends who were struggling with hydration. Every time I saw them, and um, I'd ask them and say, well, has anything changed at work? Are you leaving on time now? Are you doing this? Are you doing that? And they would come back and say, um, oh, oh, no, darn, I forgot to speak, and I forgot to you know speak to my supervisor or my boss or the manager or the CEO. Um, so, no, nothing's changed. And... It all comes back to hydrating. It really and truly does, especially in menopause, because in menopause, our brains are strained with the chemical changes that are happening in our bodies and everything else. It can be a really stressful time. So hydrating enables more oxygen to get to our brains. Oh, I love it. Tank water filtered. It's just absolute bliss. Um... So if you if you find yourself at the moment struggling with making decisions, even to the extent of, Tess, I really have to go and get a piece of paper and a pencil or a pen. Are you kidding me? I don't have the energy. Well, guess what? A lot of that can come from lack of oxygen in your body. 
And that in turn comes from lack of water because water H2O, it's bringing water into your body and helping your brain. So it helps your brain function. And our brains are made up of a lot of liquid too. There's a lot of um, uh, need for our brains to be fed water. So again, we don't go silly. And, and that's why I suggest joining the club, joining the Facebook group um, and getting that um, download because there's quite a few downloads in there that I've put in over the period of time that I've been doing it. So hydration. We're looking at menopausal symptoms. Can we improve them through hydration? Absolutely. Let's have a look at um, symptoms caused by dehydration. See, this is what I didn't realise. It took me five trips to hospital in an ambulance. Five. Because what happens with hemiplegic migraine is once it's happened, there's no going back. There's no stopping those sorts of migraines in their tracks. And now, of course, I know what the signals are. I keep myself well hydrated. And I know what the signals are and I can get straight onto it. And generally... Hand on heart, it will be dehydration that's caused it. I've forgotten to drink. I've gotten busy doing something and just haven't been drinking. And of course, in the winter uh, time, it's a, it's a bit harder to um, to hydrate as well because you know you don't really feel like drinking much water, do we? So let's have a look here. We've got dehydration uh, when your body doesn't have enough water; it can't function properly. So let's have a look. I want to have a look at what the symptoms are. We've got that. Okay, thirst. Top of the list is thirst. So if you're feeling thirsty, then drink. Drink water, not a cup of tea, not a cup of coffee, not, God forbid, a, a can of Coke with 10-odd teaspoons of sugar in it, and not just sugar, but bleached sugar, not to mention all the other ingredients that are in there. You know, now and again... Have a Coke if you feel like it, but don't make it a daily occurrence or, or two or three a day. And um, also, don't um, think that if you take the sugar out of a soda drink that it's going to be healthier for you because it's not. It's synthetic chemicals and our bodies were not designed to um, process synthetic chemicals, especially our brains. And when, as I mentioned before, you know, we're going through menopause and we're having those moments of... Um, chemical changes, hormonal shifts in our body. When you add chemical, uh, synthetic chemicals into that mix, and then add not enough water, wow! You, you, you're sitting in a meeting and thinking, oh, um, and the words just fail you. They just disappear out of your brain. It's like a leaf falling off a tree. They're gone. And so you're standing up there thinking, dear God, what was I saying? Where was I at in this presentation or report back to a, a committee or a group? Um, and you have to actually own up to it and say, I'm sorry, uh, where was I? I've just lost my train of thought. And someone else will have to jump in and say, oh, you were talking about this. So one way of avoiding that is to hydrate. So let's have a look at some of the symptoms. We had thirst, we've got dry or sticky mouth not peeing very much, and also the colour of your pee. That is really, really important to have a look and 
um, decide, oh gosh, I need to drink more water. The darker it is, the less hydrated you are. Um, so dark yellow pee is a sign that uh, you know you need to drink water. Headache. Now here we go. This is the one you see. If you find yourself having headaches at work or you have that real sugar low carry on, um, what we call a sugar low, everyone used to talk about it when I was in the office, a three o'clock sugar low and there'd always be a, a bowl of lollies or someone would have something being handed around and of course you'd have it and then think, oh gosh, that's good, that's given me a bit of a, a, a boost, but it really hasn't. Um, what it does is it'll give you a sugar crash after not long and you find yourself almost wanting to drop off to sleep. That's the typical thing after a sugar high is the sugar drop. And we've got a show on at the moment called Celebrity. That's where these group of celebrities go into the jungle and they have to sort of fend for themselves for a few weeks and um, do crazy tasks like eat all sorts of different foods and jump out of helicopters on bungees and things like that. And it's all to raise money for their charities. Um, but, but what you notice is the... The difference in people not having all those synthetic chemicals, the difference in them, they lose weight for a start. And I know that they're probably not eating the same sort of foods that they would eat, but really they're just eating very basic um, diet and water. And the difference in them is quite phenomenal from the beginning of that show through to the end. It's really, really amazing. I don't know if I went off track then. I might have done because I'm, I'm reading through a list, so... I'll have a listen back to it afterwards before I put it up and make sure that makes sense. If not, we'll, um, I'll put an explanation in it <laughs> when I put it up for you. Okay, so we've got um, headaches. Muscle cramps. I hear all the time about women saying, how do I get rid of cramps during menopause? What's going on? Why do I get these dreadful cramps at night? Dehydration. See, dehydration doesn't just present itself as thirst. It can present itself as... Um, different colour urine or pee it can present itself with headaches and you'll soon know if you start drinking water and one of the best ways to hydrate properly is to have some salt in your diet and you see when I started having these dreadful hemiplegic migraines the first one just about killed me and the second one honestly was even worse and really did just about take me out and I didn't know that until um, the specialist that I finally got to meet after the second, um, or the neurologist after the second one, was looking at my charts and he said, that was very, very serious, very, very dangerous. He said, you do not want to have another migraine like that. So it certainly got my attention. And from that moment on, I, I tried to hydrate better. Um, I tried, well, actually, I didn't really know about hydration until migraine number five. Would you believe that? Migraine number five was when the um, nurse was talking to the paramedic and saying, I don't know why these people always come in with migraine, when the, you know, always dehydrated. And all of a sudden the penny dropped. And uh, that's why I'm sharing that with you today, because if you're having these migraines, if you're having really bad headaches that are um, making it difficult to work or to see, you know, you have those ocular migraines where everything looks like a shimmer in your eyes, then take this very, very seriously. Um, you know, start hydrating. And, you know, I highly recommend that you come into the Facebook group, um, the Better Menopause Club. You can only join that now through uh, the Better Menopause Club site. And uh, come in there and download the hydration diary and, and take action. Seriously, take action. Don't uh, do what I did and, um, you know, end up with 
losing not only face but money and position in the business or in the company I worked in, um, but also losing confidence. You lose confidence when when you you know carried off to hospital time and time again, and people look at you. They treat you differently. They really and truly do. Let's have a drink. You have one with me. Cheers. <laughs> uh, but they do. They treat you differently. So you don't want to get into that situation. If you are in that situation right now, then definitely come and join the club, Better Menopause Club. It's www.bettermenopauseclub.com. Really, really easy to find. And uh, love to have you in there. Also, just to know that there's one more woman who's managing her menopause, taking, taking back control. Now that's a sign of dehydration. We've got thirst, dry or sticky mouth, um, muscle cramps, headache. You've got the darker pee. But then we've got severe dehydration. Now severe dehydration, this is something where if you start to feel dizzy, because this is a signal I get. I'm going to talk about um, hemiplegic migraine. These are the signals I get and watch out for now. Um, so dizziness. I start to, you know, I go to get up and do something, get that, whoa, like the room's just moved a few feet, you think, okay, Tess, when did you last have a drink? Go and have a drink. That rapid heartbeat, you know, so many of the symptoms that we hear about in menopause, what have we got? Rapid heartbeat. You know, you get that, that bang, 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 and then it stops, and you feel like your heart stops, and then the, the beat starts up again with a great big thump. That can be uh, dehydration. So a lot of the symptoms that you may be experiencing can be sorted out with, with good, simple, fresh food um, and water, filtered water. Just change those two things and see what difference it makes. Um, sleepiness. So there we go. We mentioned that uh, 3 o'clock where you get to 3 o'clock. I've actually seen women and men fall asleep in the office around 3 o'clock and we'll all sort of talk about, oh gosh, it's that sugar low. I have to have some lollies or something sweet to pick me up. No. You know what? The other people that never have a water bottle on their desk or a glass of water there and they'll go and get a coffee at 3 o'clock. So the body's thinking, oh, here we go again. I can use some of that water, but it has to be processed as food first. You can see how important hydration is. It really and truly is. And in fact, this week on Tess on Menopause, my cartoon um, that I do every day, Monday to Friday, and you'll find that on Instagram. Instagram, you can come along and follow me. Um, I'm focusing on the, the five cartoons all to do with hydration this week. So we started off with the first two cartoons um, are about the behaviour of someone who's dehydrated. And then the one I did today, because it's Wednesday here, um, was someone offering the character or the woman a glass of water. And then the next two days, I'm not quite sure how I'm going to follow it yet. I, just, I try to have an idea when I start doing the cartoons and then I just, um, I don't want it to become contrived and have a list of this cartoon I'm doing this week and I'm doing that this week. So what I've decided to do instead of coming up with a new topic or a new subject every day for five days, um, I'm taking the five cartoons through a five-day uh, journey so that we start off with the problems and um, towards the end of the week we, we can reveal how you get through that. And really it's all of this is, is my way of helping you focus on you. I want to see you um, 
spending time on improving your lot, improving your menopause journey, your menopause chapter. Because I, I can't tell you the number of women who have ended up divorced through menopause. And I remember waking up one night after the night before I'd been up till all hours talking with this lady, uh, messaging backwards and forwards, and she lives in a country overseas. And um, I woke up the next morning, not the morning after the, the long um, time, because I was up about six hours with this lady because she was suicidal. And I, I just thought, no, nobody's going to go and do anything silly like that on my watch. So we talked and we prayed and I shared scripture with her. And she was okay. She came out of that. Um, still had a few downers, but nothing to that extent. It was almost like I'm saying goodbye because I don't want to be here anymore. And I thought, okay, right. So I was in the spare room and that's what we did. We prayed and we messaged backwards and forwards. Um, but the the whole reason for what I... For the reason why I do what I do is to empower women. It's to empower women as they are ageing to take control of their menopause chapter because it is just a chapter. And this woman ended up getting divorced. I can fully understand why because her partner was totally um, mean. Mean is the only word to describe this person's behaviour, just downright mean and cruel in fact and uh you know i'm I'm so blessed and so grateful that i have bob we've had our ups and downs honestly we've had some real doozies ups and downs um and moments when we had cracks in our marriage but but thank god we got the plaster out and fixed them and talked about things and resolved and realized that you can't just say hateful and horrible things to each other and expect that other person just to pick up where you left off that just doesn't happen it's not real um, and so a woman who's been in a, a toxic relationship with a person who was con uh, totally controlling then um, now's the time to sit down and have a look at where you go from there and if you are in that situation then you know um you can um, email me test.dryswan at aapt.net.au. That's test.dryswan at aapt.net.au. And I've got some um, wonderful uh, information that can help you there. I've got some, also some scriptures that can either make or break your marriage because I think you come to a point where um, when you stand up for yourself, if the other person doesn't see your growth and respect that, then, well, it's a decision that only you can make going forward. Um, but, you know, a lot of those situations can be helped through hydration, believe it or not, diet and hydration. Because a lot of the angst and arguments and upset is caused when you, you walk in the door, you're thirsty, you're tired, um, and maybe you do have a really supportive partner, but they're getting fed up with you being really bitchy when you get home from work. And that's it. That's the only word for it, you know, because you haven't had anything to drink since you had that cup of coffee at three o'clock in the afternoon. So I'm all, all for let's try it and see if it works. Let's see if that helps naturally before we go and approach it any other way. So we're looking at the dizzy. I sort of said that in a bit of a long-winded way, but um, I said to Bob the other day, in fact, actually this morning, 
because he's, I started to tell him something and I went off on another tangent. And I said, it's all right, I'll come back to the crux of the matter <laughs> because that's how women operate. And I said to him, I said, that's how we have conversations. You can hear two women talking and you think, God, she's gone off and she's, I wonder if she's ever going to come back. But I guarantee we will. <laughs> it's just us women and how we operate. So um, really these, these uh, podcasts and spending time with you is just to have a chat. You know, just to let you know that I'm here if I can help you at all and uh, let you know that you're not on your own. There is someone out there that cares about you, that loves you and uh, is here to help and support you. And like I've mentioned in an earlier podcast, that's how I had the discussion with Bob and said we need to come up with some sort of club where I can put, pull all my information that I've learned and researched over the years into the club and, um, you know, I, I can't be up there 4 o'clock, 4 o'clock in the morning, 4am, um, you know, 3 o'clock, 5 o'clock, watching the sunrise, thinking, oops, I haven't been to sleep, I can't keep doing that anymore. And I made a decision that I won't keep doing that anymore because I can no more um, share with you how to manage your health and your menopause if I don't lead by example. So that's what the club is all about. Now, um, so... Don't go losing your relationships. Don't go throwing your job away. Don't go doing anything drastic or crazy until you have rehydrated on a regular basis um, where you're uh, making sure that you're, uh, you're following that, that diary. As I say, you know, join the club, come on over, we'll join you into the Facebook group and then you can download the, the diary, the hydration diary. It makes a huge difference. Consistency is what it's all about. And that's where your success lies, in being consistent. All righty, so what have we got? Sleeplessness. Okay, um, or, no, sorry, sleepiness, that, that afternoon crash where we all just think, oh, I've got to go and have a snooze, have a drink of water, because H2O, it's got um, oxygen in it and it's going to help you and help your brain. Confusion. Aha. Now... You see, all this list of menopausal symptoms, let's take out the dehydration ones, shall we, and see what's left. Confusion. So there you are, you're having a conversation, that's where we do that, wander off, and, and maybe sometimes we don't come back to the conclusion and leave that person sort of sitting there thinking, oh, okay, well, it was lovely seeing you, you know, and that's embarrassing. So confusion um, is an area that hydration will certainly help with that. Why? Because it's bringing oxygen to your brain, so it's opening up those brain waves so that you can um, access the information you need. Irritability. Irritability. If you go on and, and follow me on Tess on Menopause for the cartoons, you'll see that the first cartoon this week was a woman sitting there with a head in hand sort of thinking, how could I have said so many hurtful things this morning when I was at home? I snapped. I snapped at my family, snapped at my husband. And then, of course, he went off to work and I had to get in the car and come to work. And, and now I feel absolutely terrible. How? Dehydration. Oh, he might have been a pain in the proverbial, um, you know, he might be a real tough person to live with. And, and now and again, you're going to snap, you're going to have your say. But what if he's not, or she? What, what if they're, they're the most supportive and loving partners you could ever wish for? And, you know, you, you've just totally cleaned out your emotional bank account by standing there and screaming at them in the morning. So that's what that first cartoon's about. It's about that reflection, that moment where you, you're working away and then you stop and think, oh, I can't believe I said that to them this morning. Oh, I can't believe I yelled and screamed. 
Why? Well, let's see. You got up in the morning, you had your cup of tea or a cup of coffee, a couple of cups of coffee, um, and hopped in the car and, or, you know, did the shower and everything and got dressed and, and helped others with breakfast if you did that. Um, and or, or maybe you live on, live on your own. And the situation is the same scenario. I had a couple of cups of coffee, got into um, driving to work, and you shook your fist at someone, yelled at them, gave them the finger, whatever it was. You were so angry and annoyed, and you're driving along thinking, oh, this menopause, it's making me so irritable. I, I snap and snarl at people I never used to before. Well, hey, guess what? Hot flushes, hot flashes, Sweaty nights cause dehydration. Get up in the morning and have a couple of cups of coffee, hop in the car, you're dehydrated. So you need to take that water bottle with you. You can either take a glass water bottle in a in a um you know, one of those little freezer bag things that you can um keep it nice and cool, or you can take a um a plastic water bottle, it's up to you. You can get one of those ones that don't have any of that um is it PFP? What is it? Um oh I'll have to think of what that's called. Hold on. BPH, is it on those? Let's see. Um, plastic bottles contain B, BPA. BPA, and do you know what that stands for? Let me read it out to you because it is so many of the, the um, health issues that people have these days is caused through um, petrochemicals. Uh, which is what plastic is made from. So BPA meaning, let's have a look at that. And then I won't hold you up any longer. I'm going to make it 40 minutes today. BPA meaning plastic, doo-dee-doo. And just so you can get some idea of those old plastic bottles. Okay, it's a high-performance poly polyamide, a subset of... Thermoplastic synthetic resins. Okay, so it's pretty much a nylon, but the thing is it does leach into the contents of whatever's in the bottle. So you may be best to um, have a look around and get yourself a really good water bottle and use that. Now the difference is when we hydrate, we are in control of our emotions. And one of the things I hear all the time in, in menopause, which is what I used to feel too, is that, um, you know, menopause makes us highly emotional, makes us upset. We're not coping. Well, hydrate. Try the hydration first. All right, then. Well, I'm going to chuffle off now. I hope you have a great week until we talk next week. Um, you've got my e email address there, test.dryswan at aapt.net.au. And, uh, you know, if you are in dire straits and you don't know where to turn, then you're not. You've got someone who's prepared to listen and to help you in any way I can. Um, if you're not in dire straits and you just want to learn more about menopause, then come along and join the club, bettermenopauseclub.com. And even if you are in dire straits, come along and join us anyway. Uh, and come on into the um, Facebook group. So I look forward to catching up with you next week. You can um, check out the cartoons for yourself on Instagram, Tess on Menopause, same name as the podcast. And I wish you all the very best. I hope you have a wonderful week and I shall catch you next week. See you then.